So tonight we're going to number 11. Number 11, the 11th habit you must develop when the year is coming to an end is what I call commandments. Resolve to make rules for your life. Resolve to make rules for your life. Because rules will make you rule or will make you a ruler. Resolve at this stage that you are not going to lower your standard. The year is ending. The year is ending, but you will know that probably you haven't achieved what you wanted to achieve because you didn't have principles that governed your life. You see, life must have principles. You must make rules for your life because success is driven by behaviors. And if you don't cultivate the right sort of behaviors, you won't become successful. So if you stand well and you, as, you assess yourself, examine yourself this year, the things you were expecting to happen that did not happen, you also realize that some of the major reasons why the things you expect to happen did not happen was simply because you probably did not cultivate the behaviors or did not have the principles that will help you cultivate the behaviors to become successful. Everybody's success has a secret. But when you, you go through all the secrets that make people successful, you will find one going through all. One thing underpinning every success, no matter the strategy, no matter what you do, is principles. The rules you set, you set, you set that regulates your behavior. One time, I was, I was just pondering when I came here to Spinters Road, and I didn't have anybody. There was nobody supervising me, nobody telling me what to do, nobody asking me what to do. But I did everything I had to do, and I was one day I was pondering, and I came to the conclusion that one of the most potent force for success is self leadership. You yourself leading yourself making the rules i set rules for myself nobody told me when to sleep and when to get up i had no senior pastor over my life but yet i did what i ought to, i needed to do to get to where i've got into so check your life check if if you have no principles no nothing governs your behavior then check if you have no values no code of ethics for your life it may be the reason why you are lacking behind or it may be the reason why you have not moved and progressed the way you wanted this year are you here with me that could be one of the major reasons sometimes we think oh so witches and wizards blocked me and did not cost me to do what i had to do but see i've told you when I became born again, I was only 14 years old. Who have time to come and follow up 14-year-olds? For I get there are people here who are young, who since they came to this church, nobody had visited them. We don't even recognize that they exist in this church. For some of them who fall away and complain that nobody came to visit me and nobody cared in the church. But others will remain in this church and in 10 years become pastors of this church. You know why? Because peop some people can lead themselves. They will hear what I preach and they will act on it them by themselves. They, they wouldn't need anybody to come and visit them to cause them to act on what I preached. They will take it and act on it. I remember I go to church I will hear what my pastor preached and then I will take it. The next day I will preach it. I will go out there and preach it and practice it. I have some small notebook. He has sermons, sermons, plenty sermons of my pastor. And I used to read them. You see me going to school, I'm carrying in my bag, my Bible, my pastor's notes, and my teacher's notes. The least chance I get, I read them. Nobody mentored me. Nobody gave me spiritual mentorship. Nobody came home to visit me. People would come home to visit my sister. And they would even ask for me, small boy, who was I? To be noticed i was not noticed in my church but i grew up spiritually self-leadership i made rules that governed my life 
Are you here with me? So check yourself. Go back. What most of the things that didn't happen for you this year, if you go back to your life, you will notice that you did not cultivate the behaviors that should have made that thing happen to you. If you like, eh? Just go back and look at your life from January up to now and ask yourself, what did I do? How was my behavior? You can't lazy around and be, expect to be successful at the end of the year. No. You see, there's a difference between what you wish you can have and what you want to have. I have never wished for anybody, anything that I have today. I've always wanted them. There's a difference between you wishing for something and you wanting something. When you want something, your commitment to get it is higher than when you wish for something. When you wish for something, you want for people to do it for you. When you want something, you do it yourself. Are you here with me? So as the year is going to the end, sit down and make rules for your life. And make it now. Don't wait until 31st December and then you come to watch night service and then you make the rules. Between 31st December this year and 1st January next year, within the two dates it's only change of numbers those change of numbers will not do anything to your life there must be change of attitude for all this january december you know god did not create them it is us who have created them so for god god is not seeing new year and uh, old year so whatever you have to do do it now don't wait for the new year don't don't postpone actions now don't say i'll do things from january eh? things will change for me the things i'm going to do next year please whatever you can do do it now and the first thing i'm recommending you do is that make sure you make rules for your life make vows unto yourself i hear one of the rules you should make is what i'm going to talk about 12 connections resolve to redefine certain relationships there are certain friendships that has cost you a lot this year you will notice that some association has dropped your prayer life has dropped your commitment to church has dropped a lot of things in your life redefine those things but there are some people in your life if they don't live your life god cannot bless you lot had to live for god to show abraham where the land was so one of the things you have to do this year you must resolve to do is that you must redefine your relationships certain people i'm not saying that let friends become enemies but some close friends must become acquaintances some acquaintances must become close friends some casual friends must move to acquaintances and some casual friends must move to intimate friends you have to look at the impact of relationships on your life i was telling mommy how how we have to overhaul our entire relationships and i was pointing to her the people that i want her from now to connect to for them to become her friends i said we, we have to we have to look at the overhauling of our connections and relationships somebody can if if you have been in the same friendship for all these years it's either both of you are not developing or one is developing the other is pulling them back look at it you must progress you must develop and as you develop you meet new people as you meet new people you learn new things so right now make that decision assess the impact of relationships on your life and make a decision Make friends with people who can help you realize your dreams. And disconnect from those who have hurt your chances. There are people in your life who are hurting your progress, hurting your chances. It is time now to make that bold decision and say, I want to move on. I want to meet new people. I want to relate with people that can help me expand my relationship, expand my horizon. I've said it here over and over. It is better to run to be last running with horses than to be first running with tortoises. Go to people who will challenge you. 
Make friends with people who will challenge you. Connect yourself with people who will push you and push you to do the right things. Are you here? So check your connections. Meet new people. Disconnect from people that will make you sin. Disconnect from people that bring gossips to you. They bring bad news all the time. They have what somebody has said about you. They have what somebody, how somebody is gossiping about you. They know everybody's story. Disconnect from those people. People who cannot inspire you must not be your friends. I'm telling you. Don't associate with people who cannot inspire you. You need people to inspire you. You need to, you need to hear stories that will inspire you. Not things that will demoralize you. Not things that will bring you down. Not things that will let you carry bitterness. Not things that will let you hear hate people. If the people around you are not inspiring you, change. You need to inspire. You need people that can edge you on, that can move you on, that can encourage you to move to your next level. How many of you are ready for that? How many of you are bold enough to say that I'm going to just overhaul my relationship and get some people out of my life. You need people that can help you grow spiritually. Connect with people that can help you grow spiritually. You don't need talkers. You need doers. People that are doing things and the things they do will urge you to do more. Are you here? You're a married woman. Your friends should be other married women who are successful wives. They will inspire you. Don't join the group of bitter wives who are bitter against their husbands. And they will tell you, be careful. Be careful. Men, men are not pillows to put your head on them. You, you, you get it? And the sources of this God. Go to those who will say that Charlie, my husband is a blessing to me and this is what I did to make him a blessing to me. See, what you want to become, uh, others have already become. Look for those people and learn from them. Fantastic. Okay, next one, please. If you want to clap, just give the Lord praise. Now, contrition. Resort to repent from your sins and rededicate your life to Christ. Don't wait until 31st. December, before you rededicate your life to Christ. Right now, right now, look at the sin that so easily besets you. And ask the Lord to help you to come out of that sin. I said, it's a, it's a resolution you must make now. Don't wait for 31st December. And then you make it and then you enter into January. And then you think that is it. I remember counseling a couple. Eh? They're going to get married. And during the course of the counseling, I discovered that the guy was a wife beater. The, the guy was a very bad guy. And I started counseling the girl that these are the things about the guy. So I want you to know it. And then you make the choice. So that I believe that when, when we marry, he will change. I said, the, 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 the guy is a bad guy. He chases women. So that he will change. I said, listen, the marriage vows do not change people. You think that if you bring a bad man before the altar and then you exchange the vows, you bring a womanizer here, you bring a womanizer, they come and stand here. The moment leads you, they change the vows. Then the womanizer changes and become unizer. <laughs> hey! No, 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 no. Those vows, they don't change people. Now, people even forget the vows they make. If I learned a lesson when I was going to bless, a marriage involving a white man. Days before the marriage, some few days before the marriage, I think 24 hours or something, the man called me and said, Pastor, having seen the vows, I was stunned because that was the first time somebody was going to bless the marriage was asking for the vows. He said, having seen the vows, I said, yeah, you, don't worry, you don't have to see it. I'll say it and then you say it after me. He said, no, 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 no. I have to see it and be sure I can, I can keep them before I make it. I said, really? He said, I want to come with the 
girl, the two of us we have to meet you. So then that done. So I went for different vows. About three or four. Then they came. I put it. He looked at this one and said, No, this one can't keep. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one is okay. If we take this one and add this one and subtract this one and do this one. And then he circled, he looked at all the four and circled what he can. Then when he finished, he pushes the lady. See, you to select what you can. So that way, I blessed, I blessed at Lab, uh, Labadi Beach Hotel. So that way, I had two different vows. The man's vows and the woman's vows. But the core Christian one was inside. But they added some more commitment and removed others. That's okay to me. See, wow. Then when we are going to bless, we must let people read the verse before. And they must sign that we can keep to this. Are you here with me? So let, let me tell you this. Sin is the major tool that prevents God from blessing you. If you have not realized some major testimonies in your life, it's, it's because there's a sin in your life that prevents God from doing what he has to do. So right now, eh, don't wait. Don't wait to the end of the year. And then you to the first, you come and confess all your sins. And assume that on the first of January, you start life as a virgin. New life. So, some people will even fornicate on 30th. And then do the last one. Say, Lord, I'm doing the last one this year. By January 31st, I'll start, I'll start afresh. Do it now. Oh, a lady was going to marry her. Okay, you can clap. Now let me tell you, a lady was going to marry and her former boyfriend, the night before her wedding, her former boyfriend said, let's do it last and then I'll release you. Last. It was that last that she was caught. Yeah, it was that last that the best man, they were a group of friends. Apparently, the guy was sleeping with her friends, fancy. So the best man went to catch them and told the guy say me i can't keep this from you this guy is sleeping i've just gone to see right now they are sleeping together and that was the end of it so don't don't deceive yourself that the sin you are in you are waiting for the first and then you repent and then you start a new life no do it now if you really mean it you will do it now if you really mean you will repent you do not postpone repentance of sin you do it now You understand? You do it now. Because it takes conviction to, be, to, to repent. So if you have no conviction now, 31st December will not give you any conviction. I will ask the pastors who will come. Repent. Change from your sins. But you see, repentance is more than just a, a, a thing we do on 31st December night. It is the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And it must be happening to you every day. If you can't change it now, you cannot change tomorrow. Are you, are you here? So, among, so I, I always believe that at the end of the year is where you must start. You must focus yourself on end of year resolutions more than new year resolutions. So I don't enter into a new year from 31st. In fact, I prepare to enter into the new year the last two months of the year. Because I know how long it takes for people to change. Okay, 14. Cost cost resolve to pay the price for the price whatever you are looking for in life there's a price on it this year probably you didn't get what you are looking for because you were not committed enough to get it you don't pay the price for it life is like a marketplace there is nothing free you have to pay the price for the price you are looking for are you here you have to pay. everything is costly everything in life is costly on 29th of, of November, I'll be, I'll be doing how to build a public speaking career. Public speaking career on Facebook. And I'll be teaching how expensive words are. How expensive words are. So the slogan for that thing is silent is golden, but talking is diamond if you can make sense. See, everything has a price. You are going to marry. A girl, you are in love. They say, Come and pay bright price. You can't get it for free. You have to pay something. 
In fact, even salvation is not free. Some people are free. Salvation is free. You have to give your life to have salvation. You have to lose your life. The price of salvation is you losing your life, giving it to Jesus. The reason why most of us are not repentant is because we don't want to give our life to Jesus. But if you are giving your life to Jesus, eh, you hand over everything and it takes over your life. And you don't come with anything, no. You come with only you. So you don't get your girlfriend and say, Jesus, we are coming. Take us. No. Salvation is you. You leave everything. You leave everything. You leave your girlfriend. You leave your boyfriend. You leave your sins. You leave criminality. You leave a lot of things. And you come to him and say, Lord, I surrender to you. I surrender to you. So salvation is costly. Jesus himself said it. If any one of you wants to be my disciple, you must carry your cross to follow me. So to be able to even get saved, you have to pay a price. You have to pay a price. It's a gift. Salvation is a gift God is giving you. But even to accept that gift, you have to pay a price. And, and, the, and the price that goes to that gift is a serious, I mean, it's a serious thing. But the price itself, what salvation is very costly. It costs the life of Jesus for you to have salvation. And it must also cost your life for you to get it. Are you here? It must also cost your life for you to get it. You must dedicate your life and commit yourself to him. So in life, everything is expensive. And whatever you, you want, your dream, your dream has a price tag. The kind of lifestyle you want to live has a price tag. For you to get it, you must be prepared to pay the price. Make every sacrifice you have to make. Do you know that the last two months of this year, if you wake up and you begin to pay your price, you can make it more than the 10 months that is gone. Am I speaking to someone here? There's someone here. It is time for us to look at our lives, deep down into our lives, and see whether we are really paying the price for what we desire in life. Do an assessment of your life. Do an assessment of yourself. Have I paid enough price this year to get what I've been looking for? Have I, have I, have I paid that price? example that come to mind is you see this doom saw we saw recently we have seen it before when we were growing up there used to be another type of doom saw that one the acosombo dam used to go dry and so when it goes at a certain level now we have to we have to put off some of the termites and leave only the turbines and leave some some to operate and once they leave some to operate they have to put some places off and for me, I've always believed that the only thing that has the power to get me out of poverty was education. Because education is intended to give you skills to get you out of poverty. And my parents were so poor, you know my story already. So I wasn't playing with my education. So light would go off, they would take light off in our area. You carry your books and go and look for an area where there is light. And then you, you beg an, a watchman so that in front of a shop, where watchmen used to sleep there. During those days, watchmen they were traditional men with um, bows and arrows. Then they, they sleep in front of some stores to protect their stores. So if there are five stores, all of them hire one man. So you go there and beg the person. And then you sit down. There, no table, nothing. Then you sit under the distance that you are reading. The mosquitoes will have a major party with your life. But you always knew you were paying the price paying the price paying the price and some people who today your mates who have dropped out you knew that when you were in school these are people who didn't pay the price for the future they were chasing girls they had excuse etc i used to have recently that friend came here and he still came to dupe me but he had a friend when i was in middle school middle school there was a friend who met in his whole life, never wanted to pay a price. Let me the story of this friend eh, is, is a serious story. This guy will not come to school. This guy, 
oh one day a teacher was so perplexed he asked that so people should go to the house and bring him when they were bringing him he said he was sick so he gathered the medicine to prove to the teacher that he was sick they took him to hospital but the teacher was smarter his sister had given birth to a new baby so there was something called gripe water eh? and prastamon <laughs> you know gripe water when babies have having stomach ache they give them grab water you are taking grab water paracetamol syrup calamine lotion hey what's got a lot of drugs oh plenty drugs and brought it to to school and then teacher said why have you not been coming to school he said teacher i've been sick i went to hospital look at my drugs and because there were plenty bottles he thought the teacher would not inspect that's why he's petting calamine lotion um <laughs> grab water Paracetamol syrup. Oh, all oh, children medicine, plenty. So he's asking. So are this your medicine? So yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I take. Hey, hey. Started caning him, and that's good. They used to cane us like three, but you, you the three, you feel it. So after the third one, this was still going to beat him. So he was surprised. Teacher, you are going beyond the three, the rule of the. So yeah, teacher how much <laughs> so you know how many he said how much so he said i was going to beat him five so he said five cities five cities tell yourself <laughs> now recently eh, recently just before we moved here somebody came to church i was sitting down there was offering you know we used to offering by coming forward i was sitting down this, this person was passing waving me waving me i didn't notice the person but i said this person is crafty he wants to catch my attention for something me. I want everybody to know that he knows me. After the service, he came to me. They introduced him. Ah, then I remembered him. So I took him to my office. Told me a nice story. The same story. The same craftiness. This every, every craftiness he told me. I gave him money. I said, come to church. So I said, come and see me. So he came to see me during the weekday in my office. Told me a long story. Brought the child's school fees bill i mean the bill from the school i said usually over here we write in the school's name he said, oh no they, they won't take check check they would take so it was mommy who just said give it give it to him so i gave the money big money i gave it to him i said then becoming just oh every sunday i'll be in church then he when i give the money to him he didn't come to church for three sundays the fourth sunday he showed up then when he showed up with closed church, they came to me. So oh, Charlie, I don't have transport. Though. Can you help me with transport? I said, you see, you have been repented. You have been changed. What you used to do when we were young, you are still doing it. He said, oh, inside the church, oh. I said, you are still, those who are close to me, they know when I'm speaking the truth. I speak it and I speak it looking at your face without blinking. I said, so the things you used to do when we were young growing up, so where are you now? I need to see you and your wife. Come and see me. So I invited them. The wife came. The wife said, ah, your friend. The wife spoke the truth. Alcohol. Women. This. That. That. I asked the wife, I paid for your whole school fees. Did you see it? The wife looked at him. He looked at him. And then he was, and he was like a baby. I said, my friend, go. Then he said, when I'm, I was angry, I said they should go. He said, "Oh, Chalohami no go. You, you won't give me anything for even for transport." I said, "My friend, leave my office right now before I get angry." The father used to have a very big building in the center of where we grew up, and I used to go and run. He gave me the place to, to run home cell there. To run home cell there. Whilst I'm doing home cell on their rooftop, that's on small room there. You come and pass with a woman. Go and sleep with the woman and come out with the woman. And when he's going, I say, Oh, once I'll be preaching, oh, just give me me and <laughs> I'm coming right now, I'm coming right now. He still had the same attitude. He never paid any price for the price that he has in life. And all the time, he counted himself as a victim. Whatever you are looking for, you must be willing to pay the price for it. And you must be able to pay that price or else you won't get it 
Life is everything. There's nothing cheap in life. And there's nothing free in life. Everything has a price tag. If you're not willing to pay for it, forget it. Amen. 15. Competence. Resolve to sharpen your skills. Resolve to sharpen your skills. I said that education gives you the skills to take you out of poverty. And let me tell you something. God has given all of us certain amount of competence. Don't count yourself out. Count yourself in. You have what it takes to change the direction of your life. I believe. I believe that you have what it takes to change what it takes to change the direction of your life. I believe that you have some abilities God has given you. And that's all that you need to be able to change your life. And you have it sitting in the inside of you. You are you are either underestimating it and that you yourself you are undermining your own chances in life. Whatever you have to become successful is lying in the inside of you. I told you why in one of how in one of the prayer meetings that I was having an encounter with God, the Lord said to me, Whatever you need to succeed in life is contained in my breath. So the breath of God in you contains everything you need to succeed. Your success is lying in the inside of you. This year, you haven't seen something because you did not use your skills well. You did not use your skills well. Use it and the Lord will bless you through it. Look at yourself very, very well. There's something sitting in the inside of you. Discover it. Use it. I said to myself one day, when I was a very poor pastor, that even though God has given me supernatural abilities, I still have natural abilities. I can speak. I can write. I can think. When you put all the three together, it's equal to teaching. A teacher should be able to speak. should be able to write. should be able to think. must be intelligent. Because to teach, that's why I have a school. I said I will use these abilities to make money, and it's helping me. Not something in the inside of you that can make you money. There is a flair. There's something you can do easily. It's the inside of you. Today I was looking at an article: Ghanaian players, 10, 10 well-paid Ghanaian players. They are not as big as the other players from other countries. But if we look at a Ghanaian player receiving 12 million 12 million dollars a year that's the person making an average of 1 million dollars take taxes out take taxes out, take their money even let 500,000 dollars be left with the person 500,000 dollars a month no, a month is 12,000 dollars a year 12 million dollars 12 million dollars a year so take taxes. Let the person make six million dollars a year. I mean, who at the end of the year let the person get one million dollars? It's the widest dreams of about ninety-nine percent of Ghanaians. Most people will live and die without seeing ten thousand dollars in their account. Yeah, most people will live and die without seeing that. But these boys are getting it. Even boys who were on the street here, nobody regarded them, nobody respected them. Just playing here on the street, they suddenly. Their, their gifts, their gifts, their skills. It's not giving them money. They are not even Christians. So, but skills, God has given them. I told you some time ago, there's a difference between the creation of God and the child of God. God has a responsibility for all his creation. He gave all of us the same opportunities. Listen, let somebody be an Illuminati. God will still not take the person's skills away from him. Let somebody be a Satanist. He's still God's creation. Christianity gives you an added advantage in life. And the ultimate reason why you are a Christian is to make heaven. It is not to... So for you to assume that because you are a Christian, if you don't, you lazy around, God will do whatever it is for you. I'm a child of God. God died for me. I am a heir of the kingdom. And I will get the, the blessings of Abraham are mine. And I will get the blessings of Abraham. And then God will be sitting down and say, hey, the blessing of Abraham is yours. But the key to the blessing is your skill I've given you. Use it. When you use it, you have access to it. It will make you better than the unbeliever. If you don't use it, it's your own challenge. I've never seen a group of people who are lazy like charismatic Christians. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We put everything on God. A 
I know lazy people blame people, other people, for their failures in their lives. Wake up. Sharpen what you have. Make use of it. That's, I think it was you I was talking to. Eh? I was talking about, uh, about pastoring and ministry. Where the one I was talking to? I told about Apostle Abi. I was telling him that no church can ever pay any pastor enough to take care of himself and his family and build a house, build a house out of it, and buy cars out of it, etc., etc. Like no school can pay a child like that. Most teachers who you see are making money are doing extra classes. Teachers are calling them to do other things for them. University lecturers are not building this thing. They are so good that other schools get them on adjunct lectureship. I know university lecturers who apart from teaching in public universities are lecturing about five other universities. Yeah, five other universities. There are some of them, they lecture with us. When I'm signing their check, I get surprised. Once I was signing one person's check, 8,000 something, only in our school for one month. It's an urgent lecturer. She will get from here, get from there, get from here, get from there. Yeah. And then you see the person is. So I was telling them that you see, as a pastor, there is something called ministry. And today somebody came to me, I'll tell the person. I said, when I was a young pastor working with my senior pastor, Sundays, there's no way I can accept invitation to go out. Weekdays on on Wednesday evening and Friday evening, we had services. And as young as I was, I was I had good ministerial ethics to know that it is wrong when there's service going on for you to go and ask your senior pastor permission that I've been invited to go and preach somewhere. So this Wednesday I can come. But I was so good in ministry that people were ready to, as young as I was, to skew their services to take me. So people will run a one-week program and they will ask me to come on Tuesday and Thursday because they know that any other day I can't come. Even now, because of the respect I have for you people, you can't have me preach for you on Sunday morning. You, you cannot. I would, I would rather lose everything. But just before the COVID, eh, just before the COVID, now even invitations come, but mommy is very particular about because of what I went through during the COVID. So she said, you, are, you get too tired, too stressed, so your immune system is low. So she would, no, no. But before the COVID, the number of invitations I get and how much love offerings I receive, how much love offerings I receive could take care sometimes a single event and the love offering i get can even if i decided to take salary from here could be my salary for three or four months in this church i don't take salary here but even if i decide i'll just look at it and they'll pay me that amount of money and i get so shocked i want to i went to a church to preach i spoke for only one night they give me a check when i sat in the car and i opened it and i saw the check i felt guilty I said this was somebody's six months salary and they're giving me for just one night and that night i just spent about one and a half hours and i got it for just one night you know why it's called ministry 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 you see you see Reverend Swanaba, he's been in the north but what he's done in the north is more than what people who have stayed in Accra for 50 years have done why the man's ministry you see what is done in the north and the things he has built in the north i'll, I'll be in the in, uh, in bogatanga from monday now what he has done in the north and what he has built in the north it will not take the northern region economy for him to build that thing but you see the man is everywhere ministering across the nations of the world so it is not his church that has made him it is his ministry pastoring is to a local church but ministry is to the body of Christ. Do you understand? So it is his skills in ministry that is bringing him all those blessings. Are you here? So I need you. I'll just tell the person today that when I was a young pastor, even within the church, 
how people used to bless me how i used to visit people pray with them testimonies i was a young pastor i was i was the least in my spiritual father's children yet i was loved a lot because my skills in pastoring was was you could not ignore it you could ignore me for being young but you could not ignore me for what i would deliver are you here so build develop your skill become indispensable in the life of someone you go for it. okay let's move on time is up see ecclesiastes 10 verse 10 look at this if the ass is dull and its edge unsharpened more strength is needed but skill will bring success for me my ass was dull i came from a family that was poor my ass was dull but my skills brought me success my skills brought me success are you here good that's one now conquer this year's devils will not become your new year angels hey. they'll still remain devils a devil is a devil the battles you are fighting now don't think that in the new year they'll just see oh we the preachers will come and say the egyptians you saw this year you will see them no more you will see them no more oh you will see them no more but the only way you will not see them again is to be able to lift your rod divide the red sea go through it and leave them to be drowned by the red sea but as far as you are not you don't have a rod to lift deal with them before the new year this is where you must increase your spiritual fervency and battle more don't say that hmm. the, the the egyptians i'm seeing in 2001 i will see them no more in 2002 easier said than done so look at this let me show you a scripture look at this scripture okay say pursue conquer your, okay now uh, psalm 18 verse 37 i pursued my enemies and overtook them i did not turn back till they were destroyed mommy told me a story of her father rushing home from the farm to come and take cutlass then they asked my the, my the father papa where are you going with a cutlass say i've seen a snake in the farm i'm going to kill it a python i'm going to i was going to kill it he said no but i don't go to kill you he said if i don't go they have to leave the farm for him for the animal because the animal will be waiting for me to come to the farm to kill me but now that i know where the animal is let me go and kill it and the man went there and killed it because the snake would have gone to draw somewhere in the farm and one day he would be weeding without notice that the snake would have pounced on him so he went back to kill it my mom told me when she was young my grandmother used to farm they went to farm one day and they saw the footsteps of an animal my grandmother said this is a, this a, a, a tiger so they left the farm for the tiger they didn't go there again so you either have to deal with your enemies or you leave whatever it is for them you have to make a choice so deal with your enemies this year before we enter so that's why the 10 days of fast the 50 days of fasting the 50 days of prayer is starting from this friday by the 10 days by the friday we are starting 10 days of prayer then we continue from there don't don't miss any of them i'm giving mantles this friday so come early and let's pray okay circumspection be prudent resolve not to repeat mistakes of the past resolve to master them right now sit down observe all the mistakes you have made this year let us cost you something and start correcting them now start correcting them now when you don't admit your mistakes and find excuses for you repeat them you become like a dog you go back to your vomit again so admit your mistakes and start dealing with them now before the year ends are you following what i'm teaching you okay 17 18 change resolve not to chance resolve not to waste time not to waste opportunities resolve not to waste opportunities do you know this year god gave you opportunities and gave you time everybody had well, this year all of us god gave us 365 days how you have made it every time you wake up and you are not dead it's an opportunity to do something with your life do you take advantage of those opportunities 
Did you? This year for me was good. We got some a number of things. We got the university to be reaccredited for another five years. We got our MBA to be reaccredited. We got new another MBA. We got another BSc. We got three uh, uh, program on um, information communication technology, MSc information communication technology, BSc cybercrime and IT security, and BSc information communication. Uh, this thing. Mommy is doing two masters at the same time this year. I finished one master. I'm about to finish a PhD this year. This year we just decided that let's maximize the times available for us. Let's use it. Let's not waste it. Now look at her at her age, doing two masters. So I pity her. One time I went to her room, she was studying. And I saw her face. Her eyes were red. I said, can I, can I test your BP? I tested her BP. One, it is something over 120 something. I said, you are dying. This is a death sentence. Can you stop learning? Let me give you. So she took a drug and I put her down. The next day she was there with a bag. Why are you going? I'm going to school. You see, listen, let me tell you something. When you see people succeeding, it's because they took advantage of opportunities. I always tell her, we are in our 50s. Retirement starts from 60. So we have 10 years to do everything we want to do before we enter into our 60s. So if you want to school, school now. Two masters at the same time. The young person here, just bachelor's on scholarship, you can't even do it. Oh yes, you can't even do it. At a young age, today she just left lectures and came here. Take advantage of the opportunities God gives. I said the opportunity you have is that anytime you wake up and you are not dead, it's an opportunity to do something with your life. Time itself is an opportunity. Life is an opportunity. Are you here? You all have had a fair share of opportunities this year. If we miss yours, it is time to look for them and redeem the time. Don't let the year bypass you. Look for them now and redeem the time. Okay. Circumstances. Resolve, not, resolve to be better, not bitter. So you have gone through things this year. I'm not saying that because God gave you 365 days, every, everything went well. No, most things didn't go well. I know. You have suffered a lot. You have suffered disappointment. You have suffered a lot of things in your life. But hey, look at the next statement. Look at this. Turn lemons into lemonades. Now, do you know, let me even use jam. Do you know jam that we eat in Ghana? Do you know what is used to make jam? The, yeah, the leaves of the back of oranges. When you, when you chew, can you chew the back of oranges? But people will take them and turn it into jam. And you go and buy it. And you never even believe that this one used to be bitter before. People will take bitter things and make them better. And you go for it. Okay, so this year, all the things that happened to you, look at the positive aspect of it and come out with something. Don't be bitter in life. It will not help you. You know what? I believe that the fact that you are still alive is because God has not finished with you. Better days are ahead. Great things are coming. Our end of year program, outpouring, the Lord told me, give the team the next chapter. The next chapter because we are going to I'm going to open the next chapter for many people. Many people are going to move into the next chapter of their lives. How many of you believe that? We believe that. God bless you. And that's why He has sent me to teach this for you. Don't be discouraged. There have been difficult circumstances in your life, but you are moving to the next chapter. You can make them. You are, you can, there's an, an, another story coming in the next chapter, and it's going to be very, very good. It's going to be very, very good. By chapter nine of First Samuel. Samuel was looking for donkeys. By chapter 10, he had become a king. Sometimes only one, just two chapters, and your life will change. There was a chapter in my life where I was living in an uncompleted building. I was a squatter on this place. Now I'm in a new chapter. The other chapter is coming. I know in my story, one of the chapters, I'll be president. (laughs) 
So every time I'm going through something, I look at the chapters ahead. I said, this is only a chapter. My life is not a chapter. My life is a book. So one chapter might not be good. If that chapter is not good, I shouldn't give up. Because I will open the next chapter. Are you here? Now, how many of you have read books? Okay? Read books that you like the book, but you didn't like some chapters. How many of you have read? You have seen that? Yeah. I Me, mean, when I'm reading a book, I don't like chapters. I just jump. I, I bought 10 sets of books from, from Harvard. Even though it was written by top, 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 top writers. Each chapter has titles. Some titles, they don't, they don't, the titles don't entice me. I don't like it. But the fact that I, it's a book I bought doesn't mean that I should, I should read a boring this thing. Have you ever watched a movie where you don't like some scenes? You just forward it. You fast forward it. You go to the scenes that you like. You, you get it. Sometimes when I'm watching a movie, I don't like plenty of conversation. So I look forward and say, I, I, I sit in there. If, if I, ah, I mean, why should, why should you bore yourself with something you don't like because you have bought it? There's a book. Maybe it's only two chapters that excite you. And there are 10 chapters. Don't waste your time on the eight chapters. Move on to the other chapters that excite you. That's the way life is. Move on to new chapters. Move on to new chapters. You're working with this boy who will not marry you seven years now. How come medical school and you? And you, this boy is still born and you are still there. I have wasted my time, all my time, and I've been here. Now, if I leave him, my time is wasted. My time is wasted. No, 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 no. Your, this time, your time is wasted. But if you hang in more, you, it's not no longer your time that is going to be wasted. It's your life that will be wasted. No, this useless boy who will not do anything with his life, he keeps telling you, I'll marry you tomorrow, I'll marry you next year, I'll marry you next two years. Keeps postponing marrying you. And you're wasting, please, please, close that chapter and open a new chapter and move on with your life and forget you ever read that chapter. That's the way life is. I'm telling you. You're married to some married to the guy who is worrying you and you want to kill yourself. Is he your 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 father? Oh no, no, I'm telling you. There, there might be a bad man you have gotten married to. But look at your brothers and look at your father, how good they are. Are you going to die because of that bad man you are married to? Close that chapter. You can't divorce, but pretend it doesn't exist. You have, you have sisters you are going to die because of a girl that you are married to. Close that chapter and move on. Don't don't let other people who love you be affected because you are you are in something distant. Look at the tears that will come to the eyes of the people who love you. And close the chapter and move on. Oh, I, I, I spoke to a lady who was who was troubling the husband. I know why she's changed. She used to go out and come in the husband, they would fight. She would insult the husband. And she told me that it was as if it was as if I enjoyed it. When I come home and he's talking and we are fighting, I'm saying things that pained him. It's when I see him that he's very angry. Then I'm happy he's, he's in pain. It's like I enjoyed it. Until one day, she herself felt guilty. She went somewhere and slept over. And when she was coming, she said, today the the fight will be extraordinary. When he got there, the man didn't mind her. So, I mean, she went to the room, expecting a fight, changed herself, came to lie down. The man didn't say anything. When she lay on the bed, the man got up and went to the hall and put on TV. Started out listening to BBC, watching BBC. So she said she came and put the curtain small. Hey, the man is watching BBC, no fight today. The next day, she left without saying anything to the man. The man also left, went to town. They came back, met each other. The man didn't raise the previous thing. They said, oh. they said, no, man of God, I felt so unloved. They said, all the time we were fighting, I felt loved. Now, I felt so unloved. When the man started ignoring her, she now realized that, no, I'm losing the man. So some people who are inadequate find themselves to be inadequate. They create things to get your attention. Some people, they love fighting you. They are happy it's happening. You understand? No, there are some people there. Eh? Like Shatawale was put in jail. Now he's happy. He's going to make a song about it. Oh, today he went to fight in the police station again. Police headquarters. So that he will come. It's, 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 that's why he likes. 
So you know the best thing to do is to ignore them. Oh, it is, it is like somebody in certain father, father says, somebody who is unknown makes a statement against the president. The president I'm taking you to court for defamation. The person becomes popular immediately. And the person loves it. The person loves it. Yeah, I mean, the front newspapers, look at me. They are talking about me. The one who goes, I can see. They say, they were true. What do true? Look, president, president is fighting you. You are rich far. You are rich far. Then the worst thing would be, if it becomes that, they take him to court and he's sentenced. You brand himself as a political prisoner. I have joined the likes of JB Dankwa, Kwame Nkrumah, Nessie Mandela's. We are the political prisoners. This this thing was politically motivated. Are you here? So please bandage your wounds and move on. Don't allow the dogs to lick them. There are dogs around you who are looking to lick your wounds. So don't allow them. Bandage your wounds. Move on in life. There are things that we have left behind. Ignored. And our lives are better. Yeah. Can I move to the next one? Let me be closing. Great. Resolve to make things happen. Resolve to make things happen. You have been waiting for things to happen to you. It is time to decide right now that I want to happen to things. Go back home, fix your room, move your chair, change, change some things around you. Go and get a desk, put it down. Say, I'm not going to study. All this time, I'm wasting on this. I'm going to sit. I'm going to draw my plan. Draw your plan for next year from today, and state the things you are going to make happen from now to the end of next year, and keep to them, and work hard at them. Just get a desk and a, de a chair in your room. As a symbol of your commitment to your vision and dream. Don't say, I, I read well when I'm lying down. It's stupidity. Like all of us who have beds in our classrooms. No, if you learn well, if it is proven that people learn well on beds. Like, like, like we have beds in classrooms. The reason why we have decks and things in offices, not beds, is because we know where we sleep and where we work. Put a desk there. As a symbol of, it should remind you all the time. I have a desk and things in my, in my room. Eh? I have library there and everything in my room. And, and they all, sometimes I can just say to myself, hey, having sat on this desk like two days now, and then I go and sit there. Once I see it, I know there is work to be done. My laptops don't go off. My laptop and everything so I can handle it for months. They don't go off. They are on always. Okay. Next, please. Have we finished? Oh, is it twenty? The last one was twenty. So do not wait for things to happen by themselves because there is no effect without a cause. You must cause things to happen. You must cause things to happen. Don't wait for somebody to help you. Help yourself. Help yourself. Make that decision. I'm going to help myself. You're waiting for capital. I'm waiting for somebody to give me thousand to start business. Please, that hundred you have, that hundred you have, has the capacity to give birth to thousand. Use it. Use it. You're waiting for thousand cities to start cooking, to sell. Use the hundred cities to start selling oranges. The oranges sales, if you do it well, will give you two hundred. From two, the 200 will end up giving you 400. The 400 will end up giving you this. And eventually you will be where God wants you to be. So, somebody pray to God, Father, I want $10,000 to do something. And somebody came to dash the person $100. The person went back to God again. He said, Father, I want 10000 God said, I'm giving you the 10000 He said, Lord, you haven't given me the 10000 said, the $100, I, the $100 I gave you had the capacity to become 10000 But you chopped it. You must know the difference between a seed and a bread. Sometimes God gives us seeds and we convert them into bread and we eat them. Then we come back to square one. Don't let things happen to you. Go out there and happen to things. I've always shared my story here with you. I came here to live an uncompleted building. I was not the only pastor who was living an uncompleted building. If I run and when I drive, I see, see the, some pastors. Where I came to meet them here, they are still there. I chose one thing. I was going to happen to things. I wasn't going to allow things to happen to me. When I went to university, I went to university as a mature student. Where 
a group of pastors pastoring the same church. But I was living with one colleague in the same house. When I decided to go to university, I went to tell him, I'm going to university. I want to go and learn. Let's go. They challenged me, I don't have a helper. I said, let's help ourselves. Me too, I don't have. I was regularly sacked from my examination hall. So the person who used to sack me, my university is better than the person's university. And we meet regularly because we are mentored by the same university. So we meet. When we meet, I'm a president. He's a president. He used to introduce me some time ago, years ago. He met me somewhere, he introduced me. He put his hand and said, my head like this. He said, this is my boy, oh. this is my boy. This is my boy, this is my boy. Now you know how he calls me. Bishop, how are you? When I was raised some time ago, I was interviewed by BBC. When I finished the interview, he called me and said, you are making us proud. You are making us proud. I said in my mind, don't take any glory. Oh. Don't, don't, don't go and stand somewhere and say that I, I educated him. You used to sack me. You used to sack me writing exams you come and sack me hey one exams i was sacked you know what the lord did i was sacked so i went to the i didn't know why i went to the better's office i said Beza, how much am i owing i didn't have money in my pocket oh examination was going on they have money in my pocket hey this exams Beza, how much am i owing the better went to so you're not owing i mean i knew i was owing i said so why people sack me that's why i came to ask you what are you talking about eh? Please give me the pass. Give me the pass. I went to fill right examination. I went back there again. Are you sure I don't owe you? I think I'm owing you. Check and see. Then the guy checked again. We have two Gideons in the class. <laughs> so, was another Gideon's name you went to check? I finished writing it. <laughs> I went back to pay the money later. I said, hey, Charlie, God, you are wonderful. At least I've written this. I think the, the, way, the way I suffered to go through school, that's the reason why God made me a president of a university because God wanted just to prove to everybody that he can use anybody to do anything. There was no bezard who didn't know me from secondary school to university. Every bezard knew me. Hey, sometimes I'll be eating at the cafeteria and the bezard will be passed with mm. <laughs> then, then I'll be singing in my head God bless you. Thank you for coming to church.